Welcome to the Animal Voices Radio Show here on 102.7 FM Co-op Radio CFRO in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Today is Friday, October the 7th, 2011, and this is our second annual Thanksgiving show. I am your host, Alison Cole, and I'm joined here today by my co-host, Tara Gardner. Hello. And our guest co-host, Denise Swanson. Hi. Yay, your mics are working today. And our control room trainee, Morgan Ahoff. Welcome, everyone. Your mic wasn't on. Say hi again. Hi again. <laughs> on today's program, it's all about turkeys and Thanksgiving, and our feature interview will be with Susie Coston, who is the National Shelter Director of Farm Sanctuary, a farmed animal sanctuary, which we often talk about here on the show, and which now has three locations in the United States. They've, ha- just, uh, they've had their New York and Northern California shelters for years now, but have just officially also added a Southern California shelter, which is Animal Acres Sanctuary near L.A., This is a sanctuary that is near and dear to my heart as I've been volunteering for them for several years now and have visited the sanctuary as well several times over the last years. So like the first two farm sanctuaries, Animal Acres does an incredible job of rescue and advocacy for farmed animals and Susie will be telling us all about the work for the animals that is done at Animal Acres in addition to stories about turkeys and outreach to the public on turkeys. And I'm going to ask her about a turkey they rescued last year at Animal Acres who they named Skip. Get it? Skip the turkey. <laughs> Laughter ensues, right? Okay. Denise and Tara, uh, you haven't been to Animal Acres Sanctuary, but Denise, I know you've been to the Northern California Farm Sanctuary. Actually, you and I have been there this summer, but you've yeah. spent a significant amount of time there interning. Can you speak a bit just about your impressions of what you've seen and experienced at Farm Sanctuary? Well, I was there for about a month. It was May, about five or six or seven years ago. And um, it was really fun living in a house full of other other people doing the same thing with the same interests and a similar diet. And um, it, um, I realized how much I adore turkeys. They had a bunch of, a flock of uh, teenaged in turkey terms, turkeys there that were absolutely lovely, gregarious. They were so much fun to play with. Turkeys are really joyful and mm-hmm. playful animals, and people probably don't realize that. They're really affectionate. Yes, they they yeah. really are. I I love when there's like a bunch of them all together, and you go gobble, 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 and they all do it harmoniously. It sounds amazing. I didn't know I really you could do it. that with turkeys. It's kind of cool. <laughs> it is. Little they answer trick. back. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. So that is coming up at uh, 12.35 p.m. For our first main segment of the show, we will be presenting to you practical tips for celebrating a compassionate Thanksgiving. And what I want this segment to be is just an an amalgamation of our experiences and advice that we can bring to you with regards to making your compassionate Thanksgiving dinner this year stress-free and, of course, cruelty-free. We'll talk about how easily it is to veganize popular holiday dishes and how to deal with friends and family who may not be used to you wanting to go cruelty-free for this year's dinner. So I have an important announcement for Vancouverites, and that is that the long, long, and much-anticipated Loving Hut Express food cart, the only vegan food cart in Vancouver, has finally opened for business as of this week. Woohoo! Yes, yay. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been waiting for this for a long time, driving past there every Friday on the way here. 
for six months since they announced <laughs> that they were going to open. So Wondering when they would be open because I used to go to Loving Hut, the mm-hmm. restaurant, when yeah, it was open them. and unfortunately closed. That was my favorite restaurant. closed down about a year ago because due to a fire. And that was part of my Friday uh, tradition to go there after the show f- to treat myself. S- their food is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's very accessible comfort food that I think will appeal to the masses. Yeah, and it kind of exactly, reminds yeah. me, it reminds me of the Veggie Grill in LA, actually. I was looking yeah, up their menu items on, on their um, website, which is lovinghutvancouver.ca. And they also have a Facebook page where they're updating every day. They're doing a soft opening right now where they're oh, just okay. having like a few menu items or maybe three menu items every day mm-hmm. until they figure out how much to make and just the process of, of running the food cart. That's so, smart. so yeah, so if you go on their uh, Facebook page apparently every day they will be letting people know what's on the menu uh mm. they actually didn't today i asked them on facebook but i forgot to check it again so well i heard so good go things their about their football. chicken sandwich oh, yeah right. yeah, yeah. So i uh so as i was saying before apparently a little old lady uh as they said <laughs> ordered their guardian chicken sandwich and told came back saying that was the best sandwich i have ever had in my whole life and they said well you know it's vegan right and she said i don't care what it is it was the best sandwich i've ever had in my whole life so, so, awesome. so yeah, so some of their menu items, if you go on their website, uh, include such delights as crispy garden chicken burger, a barbecue onion ring cheeseburger, mm. cheesy Philly sub with grilled mushrooms and oh onions, and fried battered zucchini. Oh, so I'm it's going. not it's not health food. It's comfort food, as I said. But remember, <laughs> it's all vegan, so not real cheese, not real chicken. Do you happen to know what their hours are? They said they're opening at 11.30 today. Mm-hmm. They might have shortened hours. I'm not sure. They did debut at the Vegetarian Food Festival Taste of Health last yeah. week, mm-hmm. and then they closed early, but your son got to try one of their sandwiches, yep. right? So very lucky for him. I hope so, they put the Caesar salad on the menu. I love that That one. would be, yeah, so good. that would be great. That so I, I miss that Caesar salad from the <laughs> other original Loving Hut. Yeah. So speaking of food, I made another dessert from Hannah Kaminsky's Vegan Desserts book this week, her lemongrass macadamia at Blondie's and I brought some for everyone to try out so your thoughts it so amazing it blew me away this morning it was so good blew you away (laughs) now I know what a Blondie is I didn't know a Blondie is a brownie with is a brownie without cocoa (laughs) well that's that's how that's what I discerned from it because (laughs) it's just like a brownie it just doesn't have any chocolate in it whatsoever so so good yeah so Thank you. Thank you. I those for you. Really good. So as you might remember, I had mentioned a few weeks ago that I had recently bought the Forks Over Knives film DVD and that Morgan here was going to be my first person to view it. And he did this week, and I would love to hear your impressions about the film, Morgan. What did you think of it? Well, I watched the the film uh, kind of coincidentally while preparing a vegan dish. Uh, I'm not completely <laughs> vegan, but I do eat some <laughs> vegan things, and I was preparing a vegan dish while I watched this. As documentaries go, uh, it started off a little bit slow. If you haven't seen a, a documentary in many years, you may want to check something out because uh, documentaries have evolved quite a lot, and they're a lot more entertaining and present information in an excellent way compared to the way they used to. Mm-hmm. So Forks Over Knives uh, started off a little bit slow. They had... Um, they had this sort of parallel of two doctors doing parallel research without being aware of each other. And uh, towards the middle of the film, the two of them come together, and it turns out to be a really wonderful device for uh, for um, bringing out a lot of the information they wanted to share. It certainly made an impression upon me regarding uh, the impact that animal products have on your body 
in the long term. Um, there's a lot of evidence that uh, the animals get their revenge in the end. Uh, you, you get away with eating <laughs> a little. That's a good a way little. to think about it. Yeah, it, it really was apparent watching the film. You get uh, you get away with eating a little bit of animal products, but the more you do, the more it builds up in your body. And, and that's uh, what I was saying. People say, oh, I'm so strong and I'm young and I'm eating lots of meat, but mm-hmm. that's going to catch up with you later in life as shown in this film. Yeah, right? Yeah. the yeah. other thing it really underscored is uh, how a lot of the information we have about eating meat is, as a matter of fact, incorrect. Um, um, for example, I, I knew this before, but uh, it bears repeating that the uh, one of the four food groups has been uh, reported as as dairy, and uh, that was included in there because of the milk marketing board in the U.S. Primarily. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff about the, the politics of it and mm-hmm. about the health aspects, and uh, it was actually quite an enjoyable documentary by the end of it. Nice. Thank you, Morgan. So back to Thanksgiving. Every year, the local nonprofit group Liberation BC does what we fondly call turkey leafleting in downtown Vancouver and I guess uh, beyond downtown this year for the week before Thanksgiving. So that would be this week. I have participated myself in this activism activity with LibBC before, and I know that you, Tara, did so this week. So can you talk to us about that? What were you doing exactly? What does turkey leafleting entail, and where were you this week doing it? Um, so pretty much uh, LibBC came out, and they had a bunch of leaflets for us, and we just stood outside the um, SkyTrain station and handed out the leaflets. What, and, and they're turkey leaflets. What yes. did they say exactly? Um, I didn't. I, didn't, didn't I should have read it, but I came late and uh, I was just handing out so many that, yeah, I didn't have a chance to just stand there and, and have a glance through it. But, um, you know, I've seen lots of the literature before, which I'm sure is, is very similar to what I've read before. But, um, yeah, I know I trust the BC and I, I know that they have the they feel the same way I do about it, so I know it'll be good information. But they work hard on doing their research. They do. Literature. They really do. Sure. And uh, you know, if you if you want to find out more, you can go to their website as well, libbc.org. Liberationbc.org. Or, sorry, liberationbc.org. And you can actually download that pamphlet from our website, animalvoices.org. I oh, put awesome. it on there actually. Nice. So, That's a great idea. So, what was the response like from all the? business type people who just kind of <laughs> want to point their noses in the air yeah. as they're passing by you and don't want to take a pamphlet from a Absolutely. weird there's pamphlet a, handing out person. There's a lot of people like that but um, you know for the most part there's there's always a few people that take the pamphlet read it. And, well yesterday you know, there were more it. than a few. Do you want Absolutely. to tell us what happened yesterday? <laughs> yeah yesterday um, they we handed out um, 700 700 leaflets, which is the largest chunk from the week. So it was 16, 1,600 that they handed out all week. So it was the biggest chunk was yesterday. Um, and Mobilicity came out, and they were trying to hand out free turkeys. And they're uh, a phone with, company, right? Yeah, if you uh, switched over phone, to their phone. A cell phone company, yeah, okay. yeah. You switch over from your old provider to Mobilicity. You get a free turkey. You get a free turkey. And then you get a pamphlet from yeah. Tara saying <laughs> why you shouldn't eat turkey because it's cruel and disgusting. Yeah, well, it happened before I came, but I heard the story. And so, yeah, they, they were handing out pamphlets. Par- with- yeah, and apparently from what I read on Facebook, everyone who got a Mobilicity 
coupon for free turkey also took away uh, a turkey leaflet yeah. from you guys. That's yeah, like, awesome. That's like what happened to me on Wednesday. I was doing a vegan cooking demo at an event that was raffling off a turkey. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Are you, you kidding me? I guess you get a lot of that sort of thing around Thanksgiving. Yeah. People just don't think. Yeah. When I see anything for, like, here, have a free turkey, or you get a free turkey with whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It just grosses me out but it does and it's really sad i think because you know these animals are just being objectified as Mm -hmm. something that you're getting for free and is worthless basically but it's a i don't know it's a life you know it's a life right you're taking a life when you're taking that coupon yeah we really can't take it for granted you know yeah, definitely. We really shouldn't. But we'll be talking a lot more about those issues later on in the show. Right now, I wanted to move on to our events. More Thanksgiving stuff. Our Animal Voices Compassionate Thanksgiving Potluck and Clothing Swap is coming up on Monday, which is in three days. Monday, October 10th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Unitarian Church of Vancouver at 949 West 49th Avenue. So that you can come and celebrate a compassionate vegan Thanksgiving this year with the Animal Voices Radio crew will all be there and supporters by partaking in this feast of thanks and bounty and all are welcome to attend. I want to stress that. I was asking a non-vegan friend of mine last night. I kept asking, are you coming? Are you coming? And he's like, okay, but I only uh, have a leather belt shoes and jacket to wear (laughs) is that okay i said it's a clothing swap too you'll take home some non-leather items i'm sure and he's like well will people judge me i don't think so i mean i I won't be comfortable being around all these vegans so even know that it's leather because you can't tell the difference now anyway Mm -hmm. they make such good so there if he's listening which i think he is so (laughs) (laughs) so please bring an aid serving vegan dish to share free of animal products including dairy eggs gelatin and honey Plus a serving utensil plate and cutlery. We will also have uh, 15 vegan tofurkey roasts to feed everyone. And we have capacity for up to 100 people, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm, well, maybe 85 people. We've got a lot of of volunteers, too. Uh, I said doors, or I said it starts at 6, but I'm going to try to get the doors open at 5.45 to allow us more time to eat and swap clothes. In the spirit of giving and sharing, start going through your clothes now. I've been doing that this week, which has been really liberating just to go through my drawers and actually be able to close them afterwards because they're just like <laughs> bursting with clothes. Oh, I need to and as that. I as I mentioned before, part part of my motivation to have this event is to get rid of my clothes and to motivate me to just go through everything. So there's going to be tons of my old clothes there, if not from anyone else. But yeah, go through your clothes. I'm sure okay. lots of people will. Will do. Uh, I've got lots of shoes I'm bringing. Good, good, good. good. And there's going to be men's clothes there, too. So if you're a guy, don't think that there won't be anything for you. And we will have people there, like, separating out the clothes so that it's somewhat organized and you can sort of find what you're looking for. We're also going to have a a raffle fundraiser for Animal Voices with many fantastic prizes. And I'm going to do my obligatory duty here and read out all the prizes that we have. And we have a lot. We have about 30 prizes. The grand prizes, the grand prize is a gift basket of Vega vegan health supplement products from Sequel Naturals, which is valued at $115. It's really nice. I have it sitting in my living room. (laughs) I want it too. I'm buying tickets. Yeah. Denise, you can you can totally like your guest, but unfortunately Tara and I will not be eligible for. Fact but um, 
yeah anyways mm-hmm. it is a fundraiser for us so we will get we will reap the rewards somehow so there's a gift basket of vegan food items from Edward and Sons gift baskets of flax oil flax crackers and chia seeds from Foods Alive mm-hmm. a vegan bites cookbook from book publishing company mm-hmm. and they've donated some other books local bounty seasonal vegan recipes a couple of Becoming Vegan books and a Say Note to Meat book. There is an autographed copy of Vegan Bodybuilding and Fitness that Robert Cheek donated. He also donated a veganbodybuilding.com uh, t-shirt. There is a book called 95 Meeting America's Farmed Animals and Stories oh, and Photographs book. book. Yeah, that's donated by the group One Voice Advocating Justice for All Animals. A $25 gift certificate to Carnivore Vegan Store. A 5.5-pound bag of vegan dog fruit food from wow. V-Dog. Mm. That's a really big bag of food, Oh, my gosh. Way. Those are uh, good prizes. Yeah. yeah. And, and a tote bag filled with exotic vegan snack items from Food Fight Grocery in Portland, Oregon, which I handpicked myself, so you know they're going to be good. Uh, a garlic T-shirt, which is basically a T-shirt with, some, with a picture of garlic on it. <laughs> it's by a company called Wear Your Veggies. A vegan belt and a gift certificate for another vegan belt by Held Vegan Belts, which is a company in Portland. A stainless steel bento lunchbox by Eco Lunchbox. A Green Beans music CD, which is a vegan band that we play here on the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some veg news magazines. A gift package of Hot Hucks Veggie Ground, which is faux meat products. And uh, a reusable bag by a company called Me and You. And I think it says big words, uh, letters, say no to plastic on it, which is cool. Um, some Zimt vegan raw organic chocolates mm. by Zimt Artisan Chocolates. And we had Yummy. some of those donated last time. They went really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Very popular. So I asked Emma, the owner of this company, for some more this time. And she uh, gladly obliged. Uh, Rome Essentials Sea Salt Scrub by Arbonne. A 35-inch by 11-inch Peaceful Prairie bus ad com- campaign mm, posters. You oh, remember I want that? Yeah, you remember those big bus ads. They had that, them at Taste of Health, and I really wanted to buy one. And maybe well, I'll you win might one. win one this time. So I don't know which one it'll be. There's the grieving mothers uh, mm-hmm. dairy ad, and then there's I think there's a gestation there's a chicken crate, one. Or, yeah, there's lots of yeah. them actually. And then finally, a gift package from Stop UBC Animal Research, which includes one of their T-shirts, a bumper sticker, and a button. Mm. So I do have to stop now, but just a reminder that. That's Monday, October the 10th from 6 to 9 p.m. Well, you can get there as early as 5.45. We'll all be there. And there is a $5 entry fee for this event or $6 cash at the door at Spaces Last. And this goes towards paying for the venue and to our co-sponsoring Animal Friendly Charities. And we do recommend buying your tickets in advance as we are anticipating. We've had a lot of RSVPs. And for the people that have bought tickets, thanks, because you'll get in faster and you'll be guaranteed a space. So just go to animalvoicespotluck.eventbrite.com to buy your tickets. And I just wanted to mention that this event is also co-sponsored by Turtle Island Foods, which are the makers of Tofurky, Liberation BC, uh, Stop UBC Animal Research, and Earth Save Canada. So if you have a vegetarian or animal-themed event that you would like to have announced on the show, please email us the details at radioanimalvoices at gmail.com. Every Sunday night, listen to What's So Funny, the show that probes the minds, the brains, the psyches, and the brains of the people who make the funny. What's so funny? Sunday night, 11 p.m. to midnight. Okay. 
You're listening to the Animal Voices Radio Show here on 102.7 FM, CFRO Vancouver Cooperative Radio in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you for that, Morgan. So Thanksgiving is coming this long weekend, and if you're not planning to attend our Animal Voices Thanksgiving dinner on Monday, which I just spent a long time plugging, or if you'll be doing a separate dinner with friends and family the day before, we would like to provide you with some helpful tips on how you can celebrate a compassionate Thanksgiving that is one without the cruelty associated with killing tens of millions of sentient beings all for the sake of a holiday meal. And I read somewhere that it's 85 million turkeys annually that are killed in just the U.S. alone for Thanksgiving. So that's a lot of of death and cruelty there. So this segment is especially geared towards people who aren't seasoned pros in this area because we are and we want to give you some ideas based (laughs) on our own experiences on how to easily veganize standard Thanksgiving dishes and how to deal with friends and family during the occasion. So there are a few situations that you might find yourself in for this Thanksgiving dinner uh, this year. You might be the host of the dinner, in which case that's great. You have creative control over the food that gets served. But on the other hand, it's likely that you may be a guest at someone else's dinner, in which case you may have reservations, especially if you haven't done this before, on how to broach the subject of ensuring that there is going to be food there that you can eat. And yes, we are talking about delicious food without the heinous cruelty of dairy, eggs, and meat. So that would be our first tip to ensure that there is going to be food that you can eat there and so that you won't have to subsist on just a salad. And how do you do this, you may wonder? Well, in this case, common sense prevails. And by that, I mean to tell your host what you will and will not eat. And I think that's really important to be clear and be direct and keep the lines of communication open, which is a mantra I think is important to use for all situations in life, but one that is especially, it's one that you especially become used to when you're like me and Denise and Tara, mm-hmm. and you, you know, you've lived as a vegetarian or vegan for many, many years, so this kind of thing just becomes a normalized way of life. So you need to let people know, uh, yeah, or you're going to be stuck with eating mashed potatoes doused in cow secretions <laughs> or stuffing that was turkey cooked in a turkey's rectum and let them know well in advance so they have a chance to let them know as soon as they invite you as soon as they invite you yeah totally so to deal about it yeah so just learn to speak up but in a polite and clear manner and uh, at least uh, then your host has a chance to accommodate the needs of all of his and her guests yeah and make sure that your host understands exactly what you will and won't eat, which means that, no, chicken isn't a vegetable, and some people <laughs> still need to be educated about things like that. Don't assume that people know what yeah. vegetarian or vegan means. Like, not even vegetarian, right? People yeah. just don't know. Yeah, and I always get fish. Fish is, fish oh. is you, you can eat fish, right? No. Yeah. no. And, and soup made with beef broth or oh, chicken broth is another one that's yeah they don't, don't they don't realize that it's not just you know seasonings it's like actual animal fat and it's actual animal like ugh. just Yuck. be cognizant that this is like people like a lot of people have never even thought of this subject before yeah. of what's mm-hmm. even in your food so don't assume that people are reading ingredients labels fiercely like we do yeah <laughs> uh yeah i just as i said just be aware that 
there's going to be people that aren't like that. Mm-hmm. And you are their guest after all. So let's hope that you're not going to be seen as that weird vegetarian relative that no one wants to invite to dinner, right? <laughs> so how do you avoid that negative name branding? Well, my next tip is to always bring food or offer to bring food. Mm-hmm. And then you can show people how delicious vegan cruelty-free eating can be. Absolutely. And also let your host know how easy it is to veganize popular Thanksgiving dishes. I think that most people probably don't realize how easy it would be to substitute cow's milk by using nut milk or to use non-dairy margarine instead of butter in standard dishes such as mashed potatoes, for example. You just use some earth balance margarine and soy or rice milk instead of their animal-derived counterparts, and there's a dish that you can eat. So as I said, people just don't know about this stuff. Don't assume they do, but there's always an easy solution to this. You just have to educate them. And if they so. can't find Earth Balance, there's a Basel also makes a vegan. Mm-hmm. They margarine. do. I've been using that yeah. as well, and that's olive oil based. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about how to uh, veganize some standard dishes. Uh, cornbread, Denise. Cornbread. Oh gosh, corn cornbread is super duper easy. Um, it doesn't even require any egg or egg replacer. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it just it's a quick bread. So all you really need is. Um, uh, baking soda, baking powder, a little vinegar in there, and it will rise very, very nicely. Mm. Um, and this year I'm making one with um, red, blue, and green berries in it, and it's scrumptious. Oh, wow. That sounds, sounds pretty, really too. good. Stuffing. Uh, that's a big recipe for Thanksgiving, and I think it's really easy to veganize stuffing recipes if you need to. I know that when I was, I used to make elaborate Thanksgiving dinners every year, and I would always every year try different stuffing recipe. And my favorite one that I found actually called for an egg, I think. And I remember looking at that recipe and thinking, okay, so what's the egg doing? Well, it's, it seems like it's binding and kind of like sticking the bread mm-hmm. together. It was like cubes of bread. Right. So all I did was I just put some water in with it and it kind of made it moist and, and soaked up the bread. And that's all you need to do is like be creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, use water instead of eggs. And don't to- cook it inside a turkey carcass obviously Mm -hmm. it's gross (laughs) Uh, roasted veggies this is a recipe that i have made many 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 times it's super easy super healthy super delicious all you do is you use a bunch of different root vegetables that you want to use so i use garlic shallots onions sweet potatoes just regular potatoes beets carrots and parsnips chop them all up into bite-sized pieces and cover them with a bit of olive oil and salt Put them in, a, I think, like a 350-degree oven for about 40 minutes or until they're roasted as much as you want them to roast. And just be, note that they will reduce down. Uncovered, right? Mm, I think I've done it uncovered. Yeah. I, you could do I it both ways, I think you could you? do it both. Yeah, I don't think it... I mean, it's a really easy... It's a forgiving recipe. There's not really a wrong way to do it. And I gave this recipe to a friend of mine once. Um, I don't know why she asked me for it, but... Oh, I think she saw pictures of it on Facebook or something <laughs> that, of course, I posted there. And... Or I don't know. Uh, oh, we had, an, uh, we had a Liberation VC Thanksgiving event, and there were, post- there were pictures there, because that's what I brought. Oh, yeah, it's a very saw, colorful dish. Yeah, so gave the recipe to my friend, and she's not a vegetarian whatsoever, but it became a part of her regular cooking repertoire, so that was really well uh, received. Um, Just quickly go through a couple more here since we're running out of time. Cranberry sauce, it's already vegan. Mm -hmm. It's just cranberries, water, and sugar. I've made it before with a bit of orange juice as well. Or you can just buy that 
canned stuff in the store, yeah. which is kind of cool. Like it comes out like in the shape of a can. <laughs> <laughs> That's always easy as well. Gravy, Denise, you are going to be making a uh, a vat of gravy, yes, shall we say, for oh, wow. our Thanksgiving event next yeah, week. So I do you want to talk to tofurkey roasts? So what are you putting in your gravy? Oh, this recipe is so easy. I tried to find it. I think I probably got the recipe from VegWeb, but... When I went to look for it, there were f- about 40 or 50 gravy recipes, so I thought, I'm not going to sift through this. But I had it written down, so it's super easy. All you do is you throw a bunch of minced onion and garlic in some oil, cook it for a little while, add some soya sauce, and then thicken it with flour, and then add broth, and basically you're done. Vegetable broth. That would Veg- be basically the broth, only non- non-vegetarian ingredient in yeah. standard gravy. A would, bit of yeah. sage, salt, and pepper, and you're, you're done. It takes, you know all of 10 minutes to make and very easy it's so yummy. good don't need to put really good. beef or good chicken broth potatoes in it. or mm-hmm. turkey potatoes Tur- as, as we will find out on monday uh apple pie use vegetable shortening instead of lard and i want to mention that the apple pies in safeway are vegan so if you're oh. bringing something and you don't have time to cook or don't want to just buy one of those apple pies and oh, wow. yeah uh very quickly here turkey substitutes i want to direct you to last week last year's thanksgiving show where i did a whole segment on all the various different turkey substitutes that are out there like tofurkey and celebration roast by field roast there's a new gardein uh, thanksgiving turkey which has 23 grams of protein and almost no calories so it's yeah like like most gardein products it's super nutritious and very low calorie thank you and it's quite good too Mm. so those are just some suggestions and they're really easy ways to veganize dishes that are already familiar food items that are served for thanksgiving and for hundreds of plant-based recipes you can go to vegweb.com where they will have a whole they have a whole thanksgiving vegan recipe sections with over 500 recipes in that section plus i also recommend allrecipes.com where you can specify that you're looking for vegan recipes and again, just let your host know how you, they can simply change a few things to make these foods in a manner that you can eat. And that is also healthier for the body or better yet, uh, just host a dinner yourself. So very quickly here, back to social situations. What, for example, do you say when you're surrounded by a table full of people who are wolfing down the meat and then some curious aunt or uncle or a cousin inevitably asks you why you're not eating the turkey? Perhaps it's just a thoughtless, like... A question like, oh, aren't you eating turkey? Are you not hungry? So has this happened to you before? And is this an appropriate time to get into the various animal rights issues associated with the cruelty of eating meat? What do you guys think? Um, well, it time. hasn't. My, my family was really receptive to me going vegetarian, so it didn't really come up at, you know, Thanksgiving or the holidays. But uh, definitely, you know, in my day-to-day life when I'm eating out with friends and, you know, new acquaintances, it comes up and um, you know, I just really feel them out and see, you know, what they would respond best to if it's their health or the environment or, you know, if they have a pet or an animal or something, you know, animal rights might affect Do you eat them. your dog? <laughs> Why are you eating a turkey? They're just like exactly. dogs. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Again, you might want to say that if they're the type of people that you can just be really blunt and assertive mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Uh, I had mentioned before, just uh, just whip out a vegan outreach pamphlet, uh, a yeah. why vegan, and say, here, read this after your dinner when, you know, you've digested your food and you're not 
going to throw it up because you're <laughs> then disgusted about what you just ate. Uh, so yeah, it, is this a good time to talk about the gross out factors about turkeys bred for consumption, such as the artificial insemination with those big syringes that they use because they can't naturally procreate because they're too fat because mm-hmm. they're over they're bred genetically modified to be so huge. Yeah. Is this a time to talk about the fecal soup that turkeys are filled with to make them look all plump and juicy at the grocery store? Maybe, maybe not. It's I think it's really up to you to decide what the atmosphere is like and to yeah. judge that for yourself. And you I know, think yeah, it, it'll surprise you, you know, how many how many people, how many friends and family, you know, I've I've judged. I've been like, oh they're not gonna they're not gonna understand. They're not gonna think, you know, well of this. And then I'm totally surprised at how well received it is mm-hmm. and how, you know, they've actually thought about switching over themselves and I was just like, wow, this is fantastic. And it I could be an appropriate know, time for some yeah. animal activism. And I was super happy I brought it up or that it even came up. It's fantastic. So to conclude, I think that eating a wholesome plant-based delicious meal filled with fresh vegetables, legumes, fruits, and grains is so much more in line with what Thanksgiving is about than supposedly celebrating with a dead animal. A dead animal equates death in torture. Why would we want to celebrate that, right? So I think it's about being thankful for things that are in life and not death. Giving Mm -hmm. thanks should be about giving thanks for a bounty of plant foods and not for a bounty of misery and cruelty. And plus, it's also just about getting together and sharing food with your loved ones, your friends, your family. If you're an animal activist, it can also be a great opportunity for some subtle yet delicious activism on behalf of the animals by making people food. So when you show them how amazing a plant-based Thanksgiving meal can be. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and please do enjoy a compassionate holiday this weekend. And now we have Tara's news. Yes. Okay. So uh, McDonald's is now serving veal burgers. Unbelievable. It's so, it's so frustrating. It made me so upset when I read this. So apparently the world's largest um, fast food and burger joint thinks that veal is exactly what Swiss customers have been craving. I think PETA Switzerland is going to have something to say about that. I hope so. I I really hope so. Um, So it's part of their Swiss Weeks promotion. They're offering up the world's first 100% ground veal burger. So McDonald's Switzerland is offering uh, 100% veal, a tender Swiss. This is this is their what they what how they're advertising it. A tender Swiss veal cutlet is served on a crispy hash brown patty with caramelized onions, crisp iceberg lettuce, mushrooms, all on a wheat bun with spicy mushroom sauce, to give the McVeal an incomparable flavor. I'd be very surprised if there aren't going to be loads of protests about this. Because I really people hope know so. about veal now, right? That's yeah. one of the main, one of the most well-known issues. Yeah, and I mean, we don't have we don't have any info on where the calves that they're getting for these these burgers are coming from. But I mean, we we can be sure that it's coming from you know really poor conditions. Uh, the yeah. The calves, you know, don't get to see any sunlight. They don't get to move in their crates just because, you know. The less they move, the more tender the veal will be. Yeah, well, even the one, even the better farms mm-hmm. that I've gone to and seen are, are really sad because they're they're isolated in these little igloo things. Yeah, they can get up and walk a few steps, but they're all alone and they miss their mom. And yeah, so there's just no such thing as yeah 
I'll never, veal. I'll never, I'll never forget. Um, we were driving by a a veal farm, and we saw the igloos that you're mm-hmm. that you're talking about, and they were all caged in as well. And then we saw one of them that had gotten out, and he was like jumping up and down, just back and forth through, you know, in front of all of the other calves, and you could see that the calves were just so excited that mm-hmm. one of them had gotten out, and he was running Aww. around, and he just looked so happy that he had gotten out of there and I'll just I'll never forget it and I really I wanted to steal him I really did he looked so happy and it made me so sad that you know the farmer was gonna wake up and he was gonna go see him and put him back in his crate and make him you know just sit there all day long it's really really sad it's one of my one of my real peeves of of the whole animal agriculture is the separation of, of cows and their the babies yeah yeah, so um, in other news, HSUS is asking Domino's Pizza to explore gestation crate, uh, gestation crate ban. So the Humane Society of the United States submitted a shareholder resolution asking um, Domino's Pizza to report to shareholders the feasibility of using pepperoni and ham toppings with uh, which come from pork producers um, that don't use gestation crates to confine breeding pigs. So, um, you know, I think this is this is this is great. I really, I really admire um, organizations that target you know really large um, corporations and ask them to you know think about this kind of stuff. I think it's just a fantastic because that's going to affect a lot of animals. It really, it really does. And I think you know the biggest success story that we've that we've seen is um, KFC Canada mm-hmm. that decided you know to to allow PETA to go in and and look at um, how the how the birds were being you know treated and they put a vegan option on on the menu which was fantastic and Pamela Anderson came down for that to or came up here for that is that option still available do you know I'm not sure I I never go into KFC <laughs> and I don't go in there isn't it <laughs> none of my friends ever go when I'm with them which I'm really thankful for so I don't I don't mm-hmm. know I guess it would be something to look into but because they're so ubiquitous in the world that you know every little change like that just mm-hmm. affects the lives of so many animals it really does it really does so I, I'm really happy I'm really happy to hear about this um and you know most people most people don't don't agree with gestation crates when they find out about it the population is like you know mostly saying yeah we should get rid of that so I think if Domino's does it it would be a really good strategic um move for them for to um you know, for a marketing campaign, mm-hmm. you know, to say that they care and that they're looking into, you know, moving towards a more ethical eating habit. So, yeah, yeah I think that would look really, really good on them to do to do something like that. <clears throat> um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much all I had for for news. Um. <laughs> We're just waiting for the. For the interview Give me a with okay, yeah, Susie. we're just we're just waiting for um, Susie uh, to answer the talk phone. about the potluck. Oh yes, oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. really excited about the potluck. Um, what are you? You're bringing the I'm gravy, bringing, uh, like a huge pot of gravy for those um, donated to Furky Roasts. Nice, and uh, maybe I'll make something else as well if I've. If I'm free in the morning, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm going to bring yet. I know you were talking about you've been making a lot of pumpkin pie lately. Mm-hmm. We're ready. I oh, want to yeah, make yeah. something like that. I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. 
And from pumpkin pie to our feature interview, our uh, our feature interview today is with Susie Costin who is Farm Sanctuary's National Shelter Director. As a committed farm animal caregiver for more than a decade, Susie has been a mentor for many of her peers who have started their own sanctuaries throughout the U.S. and is well known for bringing the animal stories of love, loss, and life to the public. Currently, she oversees a full department of caregivers, feeders, cleaners, and project workers at the New York Shelter, ensuring that hundreds of animals are given the best possible care at every stage of their lives. And she has also been recently working at Farm Sanctuary newest and third shelter in Southern California, Animal Acres. Susie is here today to talk to us about Farm Sanctuary's Animal Acres as well as turkeys in honor of this weekend's Canadian Thanksgiving. Welcome to the show, Susie. Oh, hi. Thank you. Hi, sorry, we got started a bit late there. So, that's okay. Not only, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I just wanted to have, uh, I wanted to have you on not only to talk about turkeys and rec- recognition of this upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, but I also thought that this would be an excellent opportunity to highlight Farm Sanctuary's Animal Acres sal- Shelter, which has been in existence now since 2005, but only very recently made the change to being operated by Farm Sanctuary, which was announced just last month. So, can you tell us about the history of Animal Acres? What sanctuary is all about and also update us on farm sanctuary's new involvement with animal acres well animal acres is um, a smaller shelter than our other shelters it's 25 acres um, and our other shelters are 300 and 175 acre farms but it's an hour outside of los angeles which is something that we've obviously um been looking into doing anyway we really would like um shelters that are closer to metropolitan areas um for education purposes really um And at this time, like when Animal Acres was first started, I think it had the same idea in mind, is to be closer to a metropolitan area, um, to have school kids come out, and it's easier for larger groups to come out to a farm that's closer to a metro area. So um, having being right by Los Angeles, there's um, actually a really, really nice animal rights community there. Um, It's something that we're all very, very excited about. So we, um, yeah, we jumped on the chance to do it, and we're really, really happy and we uh, just came in and started taking care of the animals. Um, there's about 100 of them there right now. So in working at the Animal Acres Shelter yourself this summer, what have your experiences been like there so far with the animals? And we're open to hearing whatever weird or amazing or touching stories you have to tell us about the different individuals at Animal Acres and what the atmosphere there is like being a place of refuge for animals who would otherwise be probably dead by now if they hadn't been rescued by the sanctuary. Well, it's like with all of our shelters, um, every animal out there is an individual. They're, they're all very, very amazing. Um, I have obviously been very attached to a few of them already. Um, there's some really special pigs out there. Um, and like the animals here, they come from all different situations where they've been abused in the past. Um, so, yeah, they have 100 animals. Um, most of the animals are large animals. There's not as many birds there as we have at our other two facilities, so there's a lot of cattle um, and pigs, and actually even horses there. We don't, we don't have horses at our other shelters. Um, so that was a new experience for me. I, I'd never worked with horses, and I have found myself becoming very attached to them. And, yeah, it's, just, it's an amazing place because just like all of our other shelters, it allows, it's a place where these animals are ambassadors. We can't, we can't rescue all of them, but these animals represent all the animals that are in the same exact situation. They come from factory farms or cruelty cases or starvation cases or all these different places. And, and people, I think uh, most people don't really know what goes into the food that they eat. So people come there and they make a connection with an animal that they've normally seen or thought of as food. 
And I don't think that most people are expecting them to be very, very much like their dogs and cats, but also like just, they're very sentient beings. They're, mm-hmm. they're these wonderful, kind, thoughtful animals. And, and this is a great place, again, for more and more people to make that connection. So I'd like to talk about turkeys, and to start, on the Animal Acres website, you feature photographs from rescued turkeys bestowing names such as buns, turkey lurkey, tomfoolery, and gobbles. But one I'd particularly like to know about is a turkey who was rescued last year named Skip. Can you tell (laughs) us about Skip the turkey and what his or her rescue story is? Well, it's really funny. Skip is hes one of my favorites because he's here with us in New York. Um, I just saw him this morning. He's, um, He's a beautiful, giant bronze turkey. And he, actually, it was the strangest thing. We had um, someone passed us a post um, about turkeys being sold on Craigslist for turkey dinner, for wow. a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my gosh. But then there was another post with the same phone number saying that they were a farm animal rescue and they would take all, any farm animal, no question oh, back. Wow. So they were taking people's animals um, under the guise of being a rescue. Um, but they were actually selling them. Oh, food. my gosh. Uh, yeah, so we, we checked it out, and we made a couple of calls, and we actually talked to the people um, who at first were very angry but then called us. It was really strange. They called a month later because um, we had turned them into the ASPCA. We called, they called us a month later um, because they couldn't afford to keep all the animals. They got overwhelmed with the animals, and they said that they want to stop. They don't want to have anything to do with this anymore, and we're coming to the animals. And so we did. And Skip was, um, would have been sold. Um, it was right before Thanksgiving. So we got him right before Thanksgiving. He was dirty and he was a filthy little mess. He was very, very, very overweight. Um, he'd been free fed. So he was really, really large. Um, he already had problems with his feet and his legs. So we actually put him on a diet and his weight's really nice. <laughs> He's a good weight. Um, he struts around all day. He's very, very, very conical. Um, if you come in, he, his whole entire being is to strut for you. But if you try to take his picture, he turns. He turns his <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, actually, yeah. appropriately enough, uh, Susie, you and I are actually Facebook friends now. I don't know if you noticed. Okay. You probably have a million friends, but check out my profile picture. That is a very proud turkey named Kevin on there who is strutting his stuff for the camera. Oh, and, oh I love it. And I, I love that about turkeys. How they just really, uh, they like to show off, just like yeah. humans do. Mm-hmm. They like, yeah, they do. They like affection. They like to come on your lap and be petted. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, people don't know this. And I know that part of Farm Sanctuary's mission is educational outreach and that you do provide that at your shelters in part by inviting the public to visit the sanctuaries and take tours and meet the animals. So as far as educational outreach goes for people who visit the shelters, and you touched upon this a bit already, how, how have you seen people been affected personally by connecting with these animals that they might otherwise never get to know as living, breathing creatures and have only associated before as meat on their plate with turkeys, for example. I'm interested to know if you have maybe become acquainted with people who have come to sanctuaries, met a real life breathing turkey who sat on their lap and wanted to be petted. <laughs> and yeah. then they said, I'm not eating turkey again for Thanksgiving or Christmas this year. Does that ever happen? It happens a lot. It happens more often than anyone could possibly imagine. Wow. Um, and the biggest issues are with the birds. Um, most people, even animal people, have a, a harder time, I think, relating to birds because they're not mammals and they're not you know, necessarily warm and fuzzy, and they have, like, almost, like, prehistoric-looking feet and legs, and they're very, they're very beautiful animals, but they're, they're also birds. So for us to relate to birds, sometimes there, there seems to be, like a, like, a disconnect between us and birds. So more people do come and have never been around a bird or are very scared of turkeys, which I also find really hmm. funny. Men are very scared of male turkeys, which 
<laughs> I had never in my life realized until I saw people come here and they were like, I'm not going in with those turkeys. Like, they're <laughs> like, really? <laughs> because they're the most amazing animals you'll ever meet. So you, you almost have to kind of push certain people to go in, and once they meet them, like, some of our toms especially will strut around, but they let you, like, touch their beard and their snood and their beautiful waddles, and they and people are just entranced by them. And I think watching people make a connection with them and watching them, like, like I, I, sh- I try to show people when I'm out there, especially um, the turkeys call to each other, and I don't think mm-hmm. people re- realize that either. They're, they have like t- over 20 recognizable vocal sounds with each other. So they're constantly communicating. So there's a call that they make if they, they get out of sight of the turkey that they're usually with because they do have, <laughs> they pair up, and they have, you know, best friends. Like they pair do. up like humans do. Yeah, exactly like humans. We, we do and, say why, this and why they're shouldn't they? They need love too, right? Right. Well, they, we all do, and... But they make a call, and then the other one calls back. So yeah. if, you, if you let people sit down, and that's what they do here, they, they kind of stop and listen. And it's like, listen to her call, and then listen to the other one call back. And then if you let the turkey go, the turkey goes right to that turkey. That's who they're looking for. Yeah. And, and when people see that, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, oh, they really are intelligent. Because the other the thing is that people are also taught that turkeys are stupid, well, more so than most animals. Bird brains, uh, right? It's just yep, a really negative... Most, they say they'll drown in a rainstorm. That's still my favorite that I've heard. And people ask us that directly. They'll be like, is it true that turkeys drown in the rain? And it's like, well, no. <laughs> so every, it rains here. <laughs> every year, Farm Sanctuary hosts special Thanksgiving events. I know yes. that the American Thanksgiving isn't until next month, but at Animal Acres, there are already plans to host a thankful turkey celebration. Can you tell us about that, please, and exactly what that will entail? Well, we're still planning that one because um, we're really just at the beginning of being there. Um, we're not really sure if we actually can have the celebration out there or how it will work. We're really, really just trying to figure that out right now. So that one will be up on our website soon um, once all the plans are made. And then, of course, we have the other two at our other shelters. We have one on the 19th and one on the 20th of November. And I think um, someone told me that Biz Stone is going to be at the Farm Sanctuary in Northern California. Did I hear that yes, correctly? Yes, and he was there last year as well, okay. yes. And for people who yeah, don't we know always who he have is. celebrities at the the different events, which is really nice for people that want to come out and meet a celebrity, and they give a different voice. Like they're they're a voice that you know other people outside of like the animal rights community or the animal community are going to see, um, and that, and that's very important to get our message out. Yeah, and I just want to say that I've posted a video on our website animalvoices.org, dot org of uh, one of the Thanksgiving events that Animal Acres had a few years ago, where oh, okay. uh, Dennis Kasunich was there. He was feeding, and well, everyone oh, yeah. was feeding cranberries to the turkeys. So instead of eating a turkey, you're feeding the turkey, and I think that's just awesome to have to celebrate yeah. the turkeys. To, like they're the guests of honor, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, they always are. And and, and they really seem to like cranberries as well. So that's they love cranberries and they love pumpkin pie because I heard you guys talking about pumpkin pie when I got on. <laughs> Who doesn't like love pumpkin it. pie? They love it too. So oh, they love speaking. it. And it's really funny because after yeah. they eat it, because they don't have hands, um, they, wipe, they, wipe their, um, they wipe their beaks on the grass. <laughs> wipe off the that's so polite. It's very yeah, it's hygienic. very polite. So yeah. uh, speaking of pumpkin pie, what kind of foods will you be having for your Thanksgiving celebration this year? Well, I love pumpkin pie. Um, I, I like, there's so many different fake meats and stuff out there, but I actually really like just having like a lot of vegetables. I've I was even when I was younger, that's what I went for the most when I ate Thanksgiving dinner. Anyway, like I like having yams and squash, and mm-hmm. all those are like my favorite vegetables. And um, so it's it, it's a really good vegetable time for me. But I do like stuffing too, so I always make stuffing. Yeah, I think Thanksgiving's just a really like for me. It's not about eating dead 
meat or dead animals. No. It's about celebrating the bounty of, of what we have available right. here in North America, right? We have mm-hmm. all these different vegetables that are in season. Oh, and, no. and, you know, I was talking about roasted vegetables before. Like, I just buy all these different root vegetables and chop them up and, and you cook them and the natural flavors come out. And mm-hmm. that's that's all that it really needs to be about instead of, I mean, turkey. Right, it's celebrating that yeah. you, you're lucky and you have food and you're able to eat and you're able to yeah. have a and it's all the blessings that you have for the year. And from mm-hmm. what I hear, I mean, I don't think turkey even tastes that good, you know? I think that it yeah. that it's much more, it's much better to have a real life turkey. Mm-hmm. It's so, I mean, as we were talking about before on the show, those turkeys are individuals and yeah, no kidding, as, as you know yourself. So if you had one, just one message that you could give any of our listeners who are planning to eat a turkey or another animal for th- this Thanksgiving, what would that message be? Well, the message would be to just to really, like... Search your soul and see if this is, could you actually, you know, look at a turkey and know a turkey and still have the ability to, t- to take that life? That's a life. Um, and all of these animals, they're a life. That's their life, um, their own personal existence. And to cut that short just for a meal just seems very, very short-sighted. Um, so to really think about what you're doing before you have that meal and, and, and to be thankful instead and have a compassionate meal and... You know, be thankful for being a compassionate person and, and sparing a life. So, finally, I want to talk about um, if people want to visit the three animal fa- the farm sanctuary shelters and even volunteer if they wish to, how can they do that? We have a wonderful intern program at all three, which is a really, really good way to kind of, like, kind of really immerse yourself into the farm. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, have, uh, one of our guest co-hosts here, Denise, has been an intern at Farm Sanctuary. Just oh, let you know. Which one? Um, the Orland one. Oh, you oh, were in Orland, okay. Yeah, I was just yeah, talking so, about that they had a flock of uh, teenaged turkeys that, you know, were still able yeah. to get around really well and, and right. had a lot of fun And, and Denise and I both went there this year, too, to visit. Mm-hmm. We drove okay. for three hours to <laughs> go to Farm Sanctuary for the day. It was mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> but sorry, back, back to my question is how can people yeah. get involved? Well, the internship program is a fantastic way, um, but we have lots of volunteer opportunities. You can see all of those on our website. Um, we always have job openings. I'm actually looking for caregivers right now, so we have some <laughs> caregiver openings. But it's a really wonderful place to come and visit, but it is also a wonderful place to volunteer. And you really get to know the animals as an intern, um, as individuals. And I think that, that then you can go out and tell their stories as you know, being a part of their lives. And I think that's a really great way for us to get our message across for a lot of people. Yeah, as you say, those animals are ambassadors. You can't they save are. them all. So yeah. it's even even that much more important. And I think I bet you that the volunteers go there when they when they leave that place, they leave as different people, I would imagine. Yeah, Just I think they all do. Yeah, you, you take so much back with you. Actually, it's one of the hardest days here in New York um, is the day that they're leaving. Um, mm. Interns have a very hard time leaving. They usually spend a couple days on the farm before they go, taking lots of pictures and crying a lot. And I was just going to say, I would, yeah. I would be so tearful having to leave there, just have, like, you know, bonding with those animals for at least yeah. a month, and they become your family, and then you have to leave. It so, is, yeah. and they are their family. But the good news is that their life here is, is fantastic. <laughs> so there's, they're, and they're always, we always want people to come back and visit and I think that's you know that's the message that we have for everybody like this place is here and we want people to come and really make a connection with an animal and this is definitely a great place to do it. So when would you say is the is the best time to volunteer? Volunteering in the summer in Cal, in um, 
<laughs> Watkins Glen is always nicer because the winter, the winter is really hard here. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really hot the day we went to Farm Sanctuary in California, and there right. was this I think a lake that I think Denise said people went swimming in. It didn't Lock look very. Feet. It looked like a bog or something. It didn't look very inviting to me. <laughs> I don't know. It was a really hot place, but having yeah. said that, I can't complain because we're we're uh, from Canada. So, so yeah, <laughs> said. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, oh, Susie, to speak to us about Farm Sanctuary's Animal Acre Shelter, turkeys, and the good work that you do at Farm Sanctuary. For for more information on Farm Sanctuary, please visit farmsanctuary.org. And just a reminder too that you can find information there about the upcoming Thanksgiving events. Thanks so much, Susie. Thank you. Thank you. So thank much. you. So you are listening to Animal Voices Radio Show here on 102.7 FM CFRO, Vancouver Cooperative Radio in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, just a reminder about the Animal Voices Potluck that's happening this Monday, October 10th from 6 p.m. Uh, hopefully, actually 5.45 p.m. To hopefully 5.45 p.m. <laughs> to, to 9 p.m at the Unitarian Church of Vancouver, located on 949 West 49th Avenue. So there is, if you drive, there's parking there. I counted, there's like 35 parking spaces. Oh, awesome. But there's street parking, and then there's a bus, the Oak Street bus. The Oak and yeah. the 49th. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Denise knows this place very well. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. That's that's good to know, absolutely. Um, so if you, if you would like to contact us with news or events, or anything else you think we would be interested in. Suggestions, let us know how comments. Yes, please let us know. Uh, you can contact us on Vancouver Voices, Animal Voices Vancouver on Facebook or Twitter, Animal Voices YVR, or our website, www.animalvoices.org. Or you can contact us by email at radioanimalvoices at gmail.com. And next up, we have uh, our song, Gobble Gobble. Two songs. Oh, two songs, sorry. Mm -hmm. Gobble Gobble, Go Vegan by PETA2, followed by Turkey Song by Dr. Will Tuttle. Yo, my name is Turkey Lurkey. I'm the cutest bird around. I want to live free and be happy, but Thanksgiving's got me down. Stuffing is delicious when you eat it on its own. Stick your hands in your own butt and leave our booty hoes alone. Yeah, I've done that gobble, 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 Desserts and our giblets are not for you to scarf. Just the thought of munching on our flesh should make you wanna barf. Gobble, 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 gobble. Go vegan, gobble, 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 gobble. Go vegan, gobble, 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 gobble. Go vegan, We're super duper smart and feel pain just like you, so please decide to spare us, it's the right thing to do. Pass the tofurkey mash, taters gravy too, vegan as your grubsies and share the yolks with your boo. Gobble, 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 gobble. 